0: What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Morecast, part of the CSG and MHS Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Okay, um, Nuggets lost to the Los Angeles Lakers uh, as of this recording. It was last night. Uh, And honestly, I'm not going to belabor certain things that I have been saying all this year about your Denver Nuggets, particularly in relation to, quote-unquote, the defense. And uh, once again, I will reiterate that from very specifically Michael Malone, I don't want to hear it anymore because he's had eight years for this. And I'm going to get into something that I think is a bit of a thorny subject with Nuggets fans. But I think we are entering into we need to have some serious questions and why certain things are the way they are and how they end up the way they are. And I'm going to start with the question, and then I'm going to probably posit an answer here. Um, I, I'm going to try to get us into a um, better kind of of analysis of this, because there's two factors here that I want to get into and how to solve that crisis we are into right now. By the way, I spent this week pretty much sick, and the last two days I have felt remarkably better. Um, Uh, turns out that I had what is called a COVID rebound, uh, three weeks after I had cleared COVID. Um, sometimes people who had mild cases end up getting it like sick again. Um, and it was very bizarre. Um, but I wasn't, you know, like with the first time I wasn't very sick, um, but I was sick enough to keep me from doing anything. So, um, (laughs) that is where I've been i i and i'm clear of it again and COVID is no joke folks get your vaccinations uh get all updated on that you'll be protected um i am up to date and luckily for me whenever i've been sick i haven't been that sick so uh, i digress Um, the nuggets lost to the los angeles lakers and in the second half they just stopped caring and it was a um It it was concerning on several different levels, but let me tell everyone this. The Denver Nuggets are in a very weird position right now. They're 17-11. and They're third in the West. Um, The West is, as uh, a couple league sources told me this week, the the West is what the kids would call mid. Uh, It is not very good this year. And um, you're seeing things like the Golden State Warriors being unable to win on the road and they won the championship last year. You know, you're seeing uh, the Clippers basically punt on the year um, and try to muddle through to where they just get in the playoffs by resting Kawhi Leonard as much as possible. Um, you've seen the Phoenix Suns collapse and, and become shells of themselves. Um, and it has been a very strange year. Um, and it's been a strange year because Utah is uh, still winning games and they were supposed to be tanking this year. It, It is all a jumbled mess. Um, and that includes your Denver Nuggets who have not looked right all year, despite the fact that they have a 17 and 11 record. Um, and you know, I talked about in the last episode about how they are, um, basically a, uh, uh, getting through what the 2012-13 Nuggets went through, and uh, getting through this kind of road-heavy section of their schedule, and getting into a spate of home games right now, going through the rest of this month into January, to where they can maybe make some hay. They could still do that, um, but it doesn't change that they fundamentally look off. There is, there is, there is an, there is not something. I mean, even with the injured Nuggets of the last two seasons, the Nuggets still looked kind of like themselves, but I've kind of posited um, of late that the Nuggets are stale. Uh, they feel stale. They have new players on the roster, but they feel stale. They feel like they're going through the motions and, and all that, and there, there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, I'm just going to reiterate something that I've said on other podcasts. Um, like I said, I don't want to hear Michael Malone talk about defense. He's had eight years. I just, I just don't want, I, he has says that every, every post game press conference and as if he is not part of the problem, as if he is not a part of the team, uh, Malone has this remarkable ability to separate himself from whatever is going on at the time. You know, he's part of the equation here and I'm going to bring this up. I don't know what they're saying, I don't know what they're talking about, but the Nuggets are going through the motions. The entire team seems to be going through the motions, and that includes the new players. Everyone is kind of sleepwalking, and in particular, the two-time MVP. Um, There is a weirdness to how the Nuggets have approached this season. It is bizarre to look at because we quite frankly haven't been used to, to seeing them. We've seen them lose to to in lesser opponents um throughout the Malone era and even into the George Carl and uh, Brian Shaw era, but we're not used to them looking like this. They look weird. And I think everyone knows what I'm talking about here. They all look bizarre. Um if you were paying attention to any of the reports this uh, off season, you'll know, know that the emphasis on defense was there. That was coming from multiple places. Um, the We Need to Get Some Dogs was out there. And they had their eyes on some players. And one thing that has been eminently clear is that the one player that had been the focus of ire... Within um, various commentaries and reports that you have seen is uh, one Michael Porter Jr. Well, Mike has not been there for, well, it'll be 12 games by the time we get to the next game. It will be 12 games that Mike has not been out there, and the defense is worse. And I mentioned this about six games ago, and it's even worse from then, okay? Okay. This Nuggets team is—it's hard to imagine that they're a worse defensive team now than they were before, but it's—it's it's unbelievable. I've never—I—I I haven't seen Nuggets de- a team this bad defensively in since the maybe the Iverson Mello year, um, and even that team had Marcus Camby. So, uh, and and Kenyon Martin. This is this is a bad defensive team that can't figure out a scheme to to make it a better defensive team. And that starts with the coaching, folks. And it's part of the stew, but it starts with the coaching. And we want to blame Ryan Saunders for being the the, the new addition here. But the person who brought in the new addition is the head coach. Um, everything goes back to Malone as far as what he is saying and what the players are executing. That is number one. I heard locked on nuggets this morning, uh, Matt Moore, obviously he's going to defend Malone and I'm not going to, I never, by the way, this, this one thing you will never hear on this podcast and it would have to take something really, really extreme for this. Uh, uh, I have never once called for a coach to be fired. And people will point out the Brian Shaw years. I never called for Brian Shaw to be fired. Uh, I called for his assistants to be replaced, and that's something I did. Um, but we on the, that was Andy Feinstein who wrote the Brian Shaw needs to be replaced uh, article that w- preceded a day by him him being fired. Um, and it took a lot by that point for it, for something to change. Um, I don't do that, and nor will I. I'm not going. That's not the point of this. I'm not advocating for that. I am well saying that what we're trying to do is see the problem and diagnose what they can do. The part of the problem has been Michael Malone. Um, whatever he is saying, they're not listening to. That is a big problem. Whether you want to admit it or not is a different thing. But it is very, very clear that the players aren't listening to him. And that part is something that we cannot get away from whatever is being said is not translating to action or what they're saying is bad. There's only two options here, folks. There's only two options. And I don't know where the chicken or the egg is on this because obviously the Nuggets are pretty opaque as an organization. Particularly, they've increasingly been that way since about five years ago. They've been more and more closed off. And I don't know chicken or egg. I don't know what it is. I do. I I could not tell you. I talk to a lot of people. I do, but I don't know what, if one thing causes another or if one thing leads to another, or if they're completely separate things that are co- colliding. All I know is what I'm seeing on the court. Isn't what Malone's talking about in press conferences, which is one of the reasons I don't want to hear him talk about defense anymore. Um, Part of the problem has been obviously you have some a very poor defensive player who's very diminutive and that's Bones Highland, who gets taken advantage of. They've scouted him. The teams in the league have scouted him. They know exactly how to defend him. Um, This is, and they know exactly how to uh, go at him on their offensive end. And they also know that if his 35 foot shots aren't going in, uh, it's a drain on the offense and it causes everything to kind of dissipate. Obviously, some of this has to do with Michael Porter Jr. being gone. I will talk about that in the second half of the podcast. But whatever Michael Malone's saying is not coming through. It, whatever he is preaching is not being, being either put into action or isn't working. Both of them could be true or some of them can't be true, but we cannot exclude Michael Malone from the equation. Um, it is not quote unquote his fault because nothing in any team is a one, the fault of one person, even in the Shaw era, to be quite honest with you, it was, you know, Brian Shaw wasn't a great head coach, but he was let down very much by some awful assistants. And I've said this over and over and over again, the last, you know, 10 years, um, there is also the fact that, you know, he wasn't the greatest head coach. And, and, and all of this goes hand in hand, plus the players weren't, weren't listening to him anymore. And the problem I'm seeing right now is this team needs a thing. And some of that thing could be the fact that they need some fire. They have no fire. This is the least fiery team I have ever seen in Nuggets history. I, I, They've got no one here who's going to light a fire under this team. There's no Kenyon Martin on this team. Um, and this is just, this is a very, very nice, polite team, even with the players that were brought in. So obviously this is, you're not going to get it from the players. And quite frankly, Michael Malone, he's very fiery, extremely, as we all know, he's a hothead. Uh, he, uh, gets emotional and all this stuff. You know, sometimes when you have an, an emotional coach, people start tuning him out. And my worry with Michael Malone has always been that his emotional tirades, and rage timeouts and all this stuff would reach a point where you couldn't do it anymore that shit only works if people buy into it one hundred percent all the time and with you know, someone who has been around you know people who are uh, go into rages uh, through his life, one thing I can one hundred percent tell you is eventually you stop listening to him and my concern has always been the moment where the players would stop listening. And I don't know if that's, this is the point now, but it seems like it, and it seems like they're, whatever he's preaching, he is not getting through. Before we get to the break, I want to bring up Nikola Jokic. Uh, I said this again. I, I said this on the Jokic needs to snap out of it podcast, but it remains true here. Um, I, I this is He has not acquitted himself, even though he is playing at a great level, there are nights where you can just see he's just not even there mentally. And it's it's I, I my worry on this is that the team is taking his lead. Jokic deserves some criticism because let's face it folks, Jokic and Bones were basically awful in the second half last night. Um and when you have a backup center who never plays taking you to school. There is a very big problem there, and that wasn't on Scheme. That wasn't on Michael Malone, that was on Jokic. And he's had far too many nights like that this year. And it is concerning because you know there is a there there he could probably just dominate at a drop of a hat. And a lot of times he just chooses not to. And this has been the the story of Nikola Jokic, his whole career, but uh, let's face it, you know, you're the MVP, back-to-back MVP. You've done something right by carrying a whole team. My theory has always been that he gets those injured players back and he relaxed and he's having trouble getting back into a gear where he had to shoulder a big load and he doesn't know where to do it. I mean, I think with Jokic, I think he thinks it's all or nothing. And what he needs to do is learn to pick his spots, and he and I, and I think he does at times. But with Jokic, it's either all on or all off, and he needs to vary it quite a bit more to be like your your typical superstar. Um, but on the defensive end, I'm telling you, the Nuggets have struggled, particularly this year with Jokic, and I don't know if teams are scouting him differently or anything like that. But it is becoming troubling. The way that teams have been attacking this and it's getting to the point where we can't make excuses for it anymore we've got to admit there's a problem here and some of it is our two-time mvp and that is okay to admit it and on the other side of the break i'll talk about what i think the nuggets can do to begin to address the problem before things get to the point where they set in a rot. But first, I want to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazi, in beautiful lower downtown, Denver, Colorado, just a couple of blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the Dairy Block. They're always online at bfwcolorado.com. There are two locations in uh, Colorado now of Blanchard Family Wines. One is in Fort Collins and the other is in Denver, one in the Dairy Block. Uh, the one in, I've been to the one in the Dairy Block, but the one in, for you northern Colorado people, it is up there. In, in Foco, and you can go check out Blanchard Family Wines. They got reds, they got whites, they got uh, uh, Rieslings, they've got uh, rosés, they've got blends. They have every varietal of wine, and a bunch of partnerships with Western Slope and Colorado wineries for your for your enjoyment. I think you will really really enjoy what they've got in stock as far as Colorado wines, but their own Sonoma County wines are fantastic. Uh, try the 2018 Cabernet; it's really plummy and has a really rich tannins in it it's very dry uh, but you also try the Blake Street blend all of which are very very good once again they're located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazie in beautiful lower downtown Denver Colorado just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block they're always online at bfwcolorado.com they're on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines when you go in or you talk to them tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you So what can the Nuggets do to uh, to kind of solve this issue? Once again, they're 17 and 11. And it sounds like we're taking crazy pills to be talking so negatively about this. Uh, Expectations have changed, folks. And there are things that we have seen this year that have been extremely troubling. And it's all primarily on the defensive end. Um, That is where the care shows up. Look, you can scheme all you want with defense. Um, it's, it's 95% of it is effort. Um, and what you're seeing with the Nuggets is they crash too far into the middle. They don't get out. They can't get out. Jokic, Jokic is a big guy. He can't get out to that. And that's one of the big problems that I've been talking about with, there are some intrinsic Jokic things that you've got to account for, um, I think we have forgotten how lengthy and long Michael Porter Jr. is, and for all his—I don't know where to be on the court aspects—he covers up for a lot of his own mistakes by being just as long as hell. And uh, some of that the Nuggets are missing. They're they're putting Bruce Brown out there. You know, they're KCP is not a big guy. Um, they are not a sizey team without Michael Porter Jr. out there. They just don't have a ton of size. Their bench unit is. Just remains to be awful. Um, they got rotation issues. Um, There is no reason, zero reason, Davon Reed needs to be playing, unless there's a break glass in case of an emergency situation. There is zero reason Davon Reed needs to be out there. Christian Brown needs to have consistent and good rotation minutes every single game. Uh, I don't know what happened last night. I don't know what Malone's... uh, rationale for it was but whatever it was it wasn't working and it was actually i would say one of his poorer decisions and i don't think it really cost them anything the 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 mugget's biggest issue was the starters uh particularly jokic uh in the second half kind of disconnecting and and allowing himself to be dominated by backup center it's just it's that's what it was what could they do i, I mean honestly as, as far as uh, solutions and and prescriptions go they al- they already are playing quote unquote at the level which is people get too much into the weeds there it just means they're just not dropping on a on on their on the screens they're just not dropping and um really what that does is forces teams to pass over someone and 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 all that so they 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 have two people uh, on, on the pick and roll and uh the 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 center usually comes up and doesn't move off and drop with the 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 roller um your your point there is to limit the amount of of ability for the guard to penetrate you're trying to cut off the guard penetration at the top um the nuggets give up a lot of threes and when you do that sometimes you do give up a lot of threes um the Nuggets have always, under Malone, crashed too hard to the board. Um, I it has been it is part and parcel to Malone being absolutely phobic of layups um, and getting layups. And you can there is a there is a nice happy medium between what the Washington Wizards did against the Denver Nuggets back uh, earlier this week, and you know in giving up knowing you're going to give up some layups in order to cut off the three point line. Um, just due to the way the the modern NBA is, nothing. There's no rules that are going to help the Nuggets. Um, I'm in a in a podcast in a couple days. I'm going to be talking about how the NBA could handle this in this next collective bargaining, and uh, I'm going to advocate for them to bring back uh, to eliminate defensive three seconds and bring back a legal defense. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do that, but we'll get into that in the next podcast. Um, but really, folks, we are at a point where uh, the Nuggets need to figure out something to where Jokic is not the person who has to roll out to these corners. And what I saw last night was Jokic having to close out on Austin Reed over and over and over again, and it just wasn't working. Um, Jokic is not quick enough to be doing that and what teams are doing is just getting him into knowing that the nuggets are going to crash hard to the boards and getting him out there the nuggets need to find a way to do both i think a little bit of this is also effort uh from particular players you cannot blame aaron gordon um he's playing really hard this year um jamal has been up and down um, and he's going to be up and down for a while i don't know i i just i don't know what to tell people um uh, but that is what it is it, it, um he's until he feels like himself it's going to be like this but in the grand scheme of things, if the players aren't necessarily listening to what the coach is preaching um you're not going to get a uh uh the defensive scheme that is going to satisfy you and really make you a a top defensive team. The nuggets brought in defensive players and they still and well they're worse they're worse they were than they were when Michael Porter jr was playing, and that has to burn certain people who were named nameless so when Mike gets back, obviously it's going to make the rotations better. It's going to, it's going to kind of improve everything uh, as far as who you substitute and who you put in and out of a lineup. But on the and, but also, Mike is a big guy. Mike's a tall guy. He's a rangy guy, and he can cover a lot of ground, even if he's not a good defender. We kind of underestimated the value of that having Mike back is going to obviously improve things quite a bit and you, people never thought we would say this about defense but it is um but what else is going to happen is that the Nuggets need a a not DeAndre Jordan on the roster it's easier said than none that's why the Nuggets received a ration of shit when they immediately signed DeAndre Jordan at the at the start a free agency. He is not the quote reason why they're struggling, but they needed a guy who was a backup center, who was not 35 years old and basically unplayable for the last three years. Okay. I like DeAndre Jordan. It's a nice dude. Um, but there's obviously a problem here, folks. And, Part of it is rim protections. They could start playing Zeke Nagy more and get more nimble on defense. I think that is a good idea. Zeke can close out to the corners a lot better than DeAndre and Nicola can. And if you're going to be having a second unit that features a, 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 a guard in, in uh, Bones Island who shoots a lot of 35-foot shots, the, the the rebounds off of that kind of spacing are going to be in huge. You know, um, Jordan is a good rebounder, but that's about it at this point. And what they need is someone who can come in and close out on the corners. And I think Zeke can do that. Uh I don't think Peyton Watson is gonna come in and save anyone's bacon right now before I start hearing people in the comments uh talking about Peyton Watson. He is a big time project. And on a team like the Nuggets that needs ready made players, you need to just you need to be able to uh plug and play and not have to deal with the the major foibles of someone who is really needs a lot of development that's where the g league is comes in but all in all the nuggets need to do this now and they need to figure out and sit down jokic and malone and and all the major players on this team need to sit down and find out something that works for them it's just i my my long complaint about michael malone has been that he he his concept of defense is point scored and in the NBA, the modern NBA, where offenses have this, so much has been tilted to this, you need to adjust it to getting stops on occasion or defense at the right moments and not getting a score of 93 points that the opponent scores. You, you, can't, you need to adjust your expectations. This doesn't work like that anymore. Um, so if, not, if Malone adjusts his, his approach and if Jokic can start – being a little more engaged on that end, Um, and just in general, I think the Nuggets will be better. But getting dominated by a backup center after Anthony Davis went out last night was inexcusable. Malone playing Davon Reed over over, uh, Christian Brown was completely inexcusable. Bones Island having maybe the worst defensive game of his life was inexcusable. There are things that should not have happened. And the Nuggets are heading to Mesville, M-E-H, Mesville, if, if they don't fix this fast. And in a year where the Western Conference is, is, as the people told me, mid, this is your chance. This is your chance to get to the finals. And if the Nuggets don't correct this, they're going to find themselves with big changes. All right, thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast. I'll be back in a couple of days with my Mortcast on about uh, how my solutions for changing defense in the NBA. Okay.